Welcome to the Payroll Podcast with your host, Nick Day. Find out what it takes to truly discover what it takes to elevate your career within payroll as we meet with the industry leaders who are shaping the industry for tomorrow. Welcome back to the Payroll Podcast, where today I'm going to be broadcasting live from day three of the Payroll All Conference here in sunny Denver. Join me today on these cozy payo sofas because I'm going to be bringing you exclusive interviews with global payroll leaders and influencers. And I plan to dive into insightful conversations right here, right now. So sit back, relax and indulge as I chat with the trailblazers who are shaping the future of the global payroll industry because this is your chance to stay ahead of the curve and be inspired. Here we go. I love it. Yeah. So very excited. I've been chasing this man down. He joins me today. Pete Teliakos is joining me. He's at the Congress. He's got, I think, a couple of minutes to sit down and chat to me about global payroll, about the Congress. So Pete, how's the Congress going for you at the moment? Amazing, right? I call it the Super Bowl of payroll. Uh, This is my second one. I've only, surprisingly, in 30 years in and around payroll, this is only my second. And it's impressive, right? It's like the energy here is um, infectious, right? And and, and the... the, um, you know, the, the payroll community is so, uh, to me, it's unique. It, it's, it's unlike any other. They rally with each other. They help each other. They learn together. I mean, how much fun? I mean, where else? How many conferences you go to where there's a um, there's a costume party there's a, or a costume contest? There's just crazy parties every night um, and just community, right? And I, I think it's just amazing. And, I, and I've been saying, you know, we're, we're entering the golden age of payroll and all of this great technology and innovation is the tip of the iceberg, right, of what we're going to see in payroll. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm over the moon, over the moon and stars. Man. Fantastic. Listen, tell me a little bit more about that golden age of payroll then. I, I agree. We're in a really exciting time. We're in a cusp of innovation, yeah. cusp of a lot of domestic payrolls going global, lots of tech and fintech providers here talking about their innovations. Yeah. Why for you do you think it's a golden age? Well, I, I think that you're seeing now there's this uh, view, there's this focal point on payroll as a central element in, in not only the employee experience, that's a given. It, it holds the bond right, of trust between employer and employee. And when you have all the best HCM stuff and a crappy payroll experience, like all of that investment is, is done. Um, but I think the innovation is really just pouring in um, technology that should have been here all along, that payroll has... You know, payroll's been limping for so long. It's, it's, it's been oversimplified. It's been ignored. It's been less than. Um, and I think organizations are looking at it now. I think, the, I think COVID really woke them up. Cloud, I think, and all the transformation around that for HR. But then, of course, COVID made people realize, like, oh, wow, I need to know. I need rich data to know where my people are. I need rich data uh, about my people and about uh, what's going on from a compliance perspective to make good decisions on, on initiatives that I'm working on. And oh, by the way, money movement around the world is a real pain in the ass sure. and it's no fun. And I, if I can't get money to people, here we are again, right back to the employee experience. So I think payroll has become really a focal point in not only the the, the uh, employee experience, but also just the ability for the organization to remain agile and compete and scale. Um, and I think that, that what you're seeing is uh, just an influx of, of focus and innovation and money and investment. Um, and of course, you've got the fintech world and the open banking sort of um, uh, nature of things really attacking payroll as well and trying to do uh, bring all of their wares to the to it as well. And I think if you look at the culmination of all of that, you know, it's exciting, right? And it's a little scary. There's a lot coming at us, right? Generative AI now is on the is on the at the doorway knocking. Yeah. But I hope that payroll leaders are looking at this as you know, hope is on the way. You know, there's that cavalry coming over the mountain that is going to get them out of this ticking and tying down in the basement, just processing checks, group, and make them the strategic value outlet that they really ought to have always been. And uh, yeah, I love it, man. I just can't. And big tech, right? Big tech is getting yeah. involved in payroll. And that's super exciting, man. Super I mean, your energy comes through, man. It's yeah. infectious. But a couple yeah. of things I want to pick up on there. First is generative AI. I mean, that's been going around actually for four or five years. Yeah. It's just become open source. And so now right. everyone's kind of jumping on the back of it. You picked up the, the comment there of being the employee experience. I work in talent and retention as a recruiter. Yeah. And I think this is a really important thing to, to talk about because actually, for the first time ever, pe- payroll people now are starting to recognize that they can have an impact on talent and retention. Yes. And if they can retain more staff, if we can attract more staff into that business, that has a direct impact on the bottom line. Yeah. You talked about data. Again, if they're able to use and leverage data in a smart way, it's not just about paying money out to pay people compliantly yeah. on time. It's also about saving money for business, which adds profit to a business. Yep. So how... Yeah, 
from your perspective, how do you see the, the industry continuing to evolve? Because we've moved quickly, right, last yeah. 24 months, over the next 24 months. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you're going to see more of this digital adoption, right? Companies have to transform digitally at all aspects of their, of their work. Uh, at least, at least in their product lines, but also in their back office, right? To stay nimble, to stay agile, to stay resilient for the next thing. Um, and as we know, right, it's a very volatile world right now. It's there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of um, there's a lot out there that is unknown. And I think when you can have data at your at your fingertips, and and that's where the generative stuff comes in, yeah. right? That's where the large language models surfacing insights and nudges to help your organization make those. Um, not just pivots, but but adjustments to their course, course correct, as and when, um, strategically. That's where that's ultimately what the business wants, right? And they certainly want happy employees for productivity and all the things that you talked about. But I think what you're going to see is I think payroll is going to become a much more again strategic outlet to the business, right? Much more of a of a champion for change, uh, a champion for helping the business actually achieve their goals. Um, and I think that you're going to see more and more innovation coming into the space where payroll is going to go away from being this data processor and this, you know, this, 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 you know, punching and, 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 and yeah. taking and tying and be more of a augmented innate machine enabled organization that has um, insights at their, their disposal to go and, 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 and have conversations to make that change in the organization. And when you start to pair all that data with business data and operational data and compensation data and other HR data, you start to see Things that you write, the richest set is in payroll and often the most trusted. Let's sure. be face it. Everybody, something's wrong. They, they changes. They go, they go tell payroll about it before they tell anyone. So I think that getting at that data and, and, and modernizing the way companies uh, de-risk payroll and future-proof it. I, I hate that word sometimes, but prepare themselves for a resilient future. Payroll is at the groundwork of that. I, I, I always tell people, you know, you think of like a race car, right? You can get the best driver, right? The talent. You can get the best vehicle, the best engine. You can have all of the best everything. And if the wheels don't turn and the wheels don't work, that car's not going anywhere. And that's what payroll. Payroll can brick your organization, brick your car, right? And make it where you're not going anywhere. So I think that you they realize, the you know, payroll is in many ways the vehicle for making all this possible. And, and it's got to be there uh, on time, every time, no exception. And the data needs to be accessible to the organization to be, uh, be able to do something with it. So I think you're going to continue to see more and more of that technology. And I think the role is going to change, right? The, the expectation of the role is going to become one that I think is going to be very creative, very emotionally intelligent, uh, very adaptive, um, you know, very much, um, you know, analytic, right? And certainly very technically proficient as all of these things proliferate. But stop and think for a moment, right? That's where payroll, that's the core essence of a payroll leader. All of those things I just described. They have the ability to dominate in this new marketplace where AI is going to lift and do all the work, most of the work and the heavy lifting for you. And your your human emotional intelligence capability is going to be able to be put on display. And that's where I think the payroll leader has got to get out of their comfort zone, adopt these things and begin to transform themselves and evolve into into something else. And so I think they're, they're in a great position with the skill sets that they have. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think yeah. you've described uh, the, the modern payroll professional, right? Yes. For sure. And I yes. can tell that you're... You're certainly embracing technology and, and Pale's going through a really exciting time at the minute. I'm going to use your race car analogy, yeah. right? So something I've seen as a recruiter in the payroll space in particular is there's been a lot of burnout in the industry. Yep. Been a lot of people that through the pandemic have worked really hard, really uh, long hours, dealing with major transformations. Now we know in a, using your Formula One car analogy, right? Yeah. A, a Formula One race is won and lost often in the pits. Yes. And the pits is the time where a car gets to change its tires, it gets yeah. to recover, right? Not many payroll people necessarily in this space have an awful lot of time to actually get that recovery they need before the next the next push. Yeah. I think the Congress supply, you know, supplies a little bit of that recovery time. But what would you say for those that are resistant potentially to some of the changes you talked about? Yeah. And also for those that maybe need a bit of recovery time but don't know how to find a bandwidth? Yeah, well, look, first I would say to those that are detractors right now or maybe maybe, maybe recoiling a little bit from this, uh, I understand. I've, I'm a practitioner. I was a practitioner formerly. I've, I've clicked the buttons. I've managed the payroll. I understand all of your pains. Um, and I think that what... And, and, you're, and look... The DNA of a payroll leader is fundamentally control and risk management, right? Let's be honest. That's what it's about. It is about paying people, but it's also about keeping the company out of trouble. Um, and I think that, you know, when you think about all of the things that you probably would love to do, but you can't get to, this is the opportunity, right? And this is the chance to start becoming augmented. It's not going to replace you. It's not going to replace the payroll manager. It's going to replace the, the data entry clerk, right? But that clerk's job is going to become something new and something evolved and something more analytic. Um, and so it's really not going to eliminate the roles as much as I think it is going to evolve the role. So 
embrace it, right? I mean, we all probably fought the internet, maybe, or we all fought yeah, whatever, sure. right? There were all these stories in history where we, oh, this we, this will never work, and but it will work, and it is working. There's a million, you know, walk around this room, you can find a use case at multiple at each one of these booths. Uh, all of these innovations are having an impact, and there's no reason why you can't do it too. Uh, a lot of it is just psychological fear of change, right? And that's where you, I think you have to start saying, looking at these things from a paradigm shift that says, hey, how can it help me do more? How can it help me do better? It's happening whether they like it or not, right? I'm so get on the train. What about the burnout yeah. situation? The burnout situation. Well, work-life balance is important, right? Unfortunately, what I think you have, and I've, I've noticed it in many of my conversations this week here. Uh, I did some podcasts for Daily Pay, and we had some practitioners and some executive leaders on. And one of the things I noticed is the different, the contrast in how much different the experience is for the payroll leader and even the payroll, the, 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 the recipient, the employee, the, the customer. When the culture at the top is, is, is demonstrating payroll is a priority to us. And we know, we know that, we see that, and we want it to be central to our employee experience and wellness. That, there's a massive difference. So I always say there, there needs to be this bottom up, top down, sort of meet in the middle. Management needs to help. Management needs to champion the culture and, and provide the investment. But payroll has to step up and be that strategic advisor and be that champion for change. So it's a, it's a meet in the middle. And it is going to take some out of your comfort zone for payroll. But I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to me the dynamics of how these cultures help. So I think it has a lot to do with the culture that you're in, right? Take advantage of the things that the culture gives you in order to refresh and recharge, right? I heard some firms are now doing wellness days and right. things like this, right? Do that and have a balance, right? You're human beings. You matter. You're important. We need you healthy and ready to go. We can't have you, uh, you know, falling apart and getting tired. So take the time that you need. Um, and, you know, you know, the other thing I would tell you is lean on the community, right? The community here is like no other. Phenomenal. Like yeah. no other. And the payroll org office is great platform now right I've, I've seen that new payroll community i've been in there uh just they look out for each other like everybody in here has been through something equally similar at, on a different scale or someone has you can find someone that can give you that help and maybe even give you some advice on how to solve some challenges but i think you really got to take care of yourself right we, we need you so take care of yourself i mean i would say it to everybody wellness is so 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 good yeah, yeah. No. balance just to echo what you mentioned, really, a bit like a Formula One car. If you don't change your tires, you break down. So you need to listen to Pete's advice. For those that are enjoying Pete's energy as much as I do, I do uh, listeners that enjoy my show, but can't wait two weeks to get my next one. You want to listen to more payroll content. You've got your own podcast as well, of course. Tell us a little bit about your show. Yeah, HR and Payroll 2.0. Uh, I host that with Julie Fernandez, the legendary sourcing advisor. And we really give you, it's a, the two is a nod to the future, obviously. Uh, so we talk transformation topics. But we also get in there and have an analyst view and a consultant view. So I'm talking about the products that are shaping the market at this, you know, 10,000 feet, and she's down on the ground actually making it work. So we bring that together to really just educate you. Uh, it is a very organic podcast. There's nothing being sold. It's purely educational, engaging, informative. Come in, learn with us. We don't script. We don't. Um, we don't edit. We just cut up and be ourselves, and we share what we know. Right? We share those moments like when we give webinars and there's questions and answers at the end that we can't get to all of them, this is that, right? We take a topic and we dive into it. So we keep you up to date on what's going on in the market. I give you my perspectives of that. Uh, Julie and I talk that in context with what's going on in, in her world. And then we talk some sort of subject from both viewpoints and we're finding it's uh, it's a lot of fun, man. So yeah, we appreciate nice. it. Well, if you're already subscribed to the Payroll Podcast, go and check out Payroll and HR 2.0. Subscribe to that as well. We could do with uh, raising the profile of Payroll for everyone, right? That's what we're oh, trying to absolutely. do. So last but not least, the one I've got here for the moment, what's been your highlight of the Congress so far? Highlight, you know, it's the people. It's these conversations, right? It's the, uh, it's the moments when people stop me in the hallway and say to me, hey, Sarah was just here, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, Sarah stopped me a few years ago and said, hey, you know, your talk on earned wage access inspired me to have a conversation with my boss which inspired us to go in and look at earned wage access. And now we have earned wage access in place and now we're thriving with it. So like, that's really enriching for me because then I feel like, you know, I'm not just out there doing this for nothing. It's actually people are listening and taking action and, and making an impact. So for me, it's the people, it's just, you know, seeing everyone's face and how, how many times you walked in the hallway here and it's like, ah, and you know, you're waving and you're hugging and, and you're not getting anywhere. Right. Because you're, because he, you're he literally just waved at someone as he said that you couldn't make it up. The legendary Patricia Fripp just walked by. Hello, Patricia. Do you want to say hello on the Pearl Podcast? How are, How are you finding the Congress so far, Patricia? Absolutely incredible, and my sessions were exceptionally well received. I have absolutely no doubt. What were your sessions about? The first was how to deliver powerful career building, or what was it, advanced 
career-building presentation skills, and the other was selling yourself and your ideas. Fantastic. Well, that's a great example. Literally, Peter's just walking past. This is the goat right here. Pete, Pete saw her. He's pulled her over. Yeah. This is what the payroll community is about. Everyone just waving, yeah. pulling everyone in. Everyone's yeah. so supportive. It's about the people. It's about the people. It's about the people. Right? So it's about the people. Always, always. 100%, 100%. So I guess I should ask you both while I have you both with me. Yeah. What do you think of the payroll rebrand? The payroll or payo? What I trust is that Dan Mannix and his team have more vision, especially Dan, than most associations, and I have confidence in the decision. Uh, so therefore, I think it's a superb idea. Great response. What about yourself? I, I, think it is, I think it is very symbolic, the fresh start of bringing their organizations tighter together, the GPMI and the APA, and really uh, you know, showing themselves as you know, the payroll organization of the world, right? And I think you, know, you look at that symbol of the new branding, it's very, very global. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's very refreshing. I think it symbolizes the next phase, right? The next 2.0, right? Payroll 2.0. The 2.0 of, of the payroll org is, is definitely, I think, reflected in that brand. Sure. Well, listen, I know both of you are in demand with everybody wanting to connect and everything else. So, huge thank you, Peter Locos, yeah, for joining me today. You. I was really keen to yeah. join you. Lovely to meet you, Patricia. It's my first you. time we've met. Really, yes. And you are a famous person. You are Nick Day. Yeah. I host the Payroll Podcast, yes. and we're going to have you on the Payroll Podcast in the very now. We, I have just met Patricia Fripp, who I understand is the GOAT, the goat of Payroll Speaking. Absolutely. There we are. Yes. Heard it here Hands first. Down. Fantastic. And look, there is a handsome man taking our photo. There we go. Super. I love being surrounded by brilliant, handsome men. <laughs> so now I'm joined by Barbara Youngman, who's at Toyota. Uh, we've just had a really brief chat, and I have to say, it's one of the. Usually, Barbara will be doing a talk at one of these congresses, right? But instead, she's going to be talking to me. She's got a bit of a break. But for those that can't see, she's got a lot of lapels here. We've got shared services, national speakers, beer, ask an expert, champs, board of directors, and more. Barbara, tell us, tell us about who you are, why you're at the congress, and uh, what you've got out of it so far. Oh, wow. So I'm a payroll manager, and uh, everyone says they fell into payroll, but I think I picked payroll. Love that. Uh, and. But I come every year. I would not miss it. I even have told people that if your employer doesn't pay for you to come, then it is worth your savings to save and come yourself. And if you don't invest in yourself, why is your employer going to invest in you, right? right? So, and then you can take it back and show them why it's so important to be here and network. And APA has made who, me who I am on a professional level. Um, so it's, it's just awesome. So, so what are some of the things in the past that you've actually presented on? What are your, what are your um, areas of expertise? Uh, overpayments. Okay. So that is, uh, that's such a, a, a complicated subject um, for all employers to determine how to get an overpayment back because it's different in all 50 states. Sure. So uh, I've done... Uh, pay cards years back. I used to be in the hospitality. I used to do restaurants. So okay. I've taught um, hospitality and, and tips and, and restaurant payrolls. Uh, thank gosh, just so so many. And you've done global payroll as well. You mentioned you've done Canada and you've done, I think you said the UK. Yes. Yeah, so a uh, prior employer, I actually uh, implemented Australia, uh, UK. Uh, when I left, we were working on UAE. Uh, currently, I have uh, a plant in Canada, so I handle the Canadian payroll, and I have a team here that uh, helps me helps me do that. I'd never done Canada before, so it was a jump in and learn it. So what was the biggest challenge then of learning Canadian payroll? Oh my gosh! You know, it's really it's somewhat easier than the U.S. Okay, <laughs> actually, I which I love. Uh, the hardest part has been the ROE. Wow. I, hate, I hate that form. <laughs> what about someone then? A lot of people here uh, at the Congress, they've just got domestic. You said you've done 50 states. You've done international payroll, of course, in several countries. They're just, maybe their company's thinking about going global or there's opportunities they may have to do global in the future. There's a nervousness. They haven't done it before. What advice do you give to that kind of individual who doesn't quite know where to get started but is going to have to adjust? No, that's a really good question, and, and companies are going global every day, right? I think they'll come to you and say, hey, we're going to open here, right? right? So what I did, just so before I even was in the global um, community, 
I went, took the APA classes. There's a cert- certification class you can take for global payroll. I actually took it twice. Okay. Um, a couple different years because it's just so much information to take in, right? So, uh, of course, was part of GPMI, of course, payroll org yeah, now, yeah. right? So subscribe to that uh, network. I, I have people that I can contact that I know that have information that I need. You know, Mary Holland is one of them. Um, Linda Overton is another one. But if I can give anybody a contact now. You know, and I, I talk about networking here at the conference. It's finding your international network, and it's finding not just the domestic. Yeah. But um, and. It's just going for it's learning, going to the websites, going to different countries, you know, reading about anything that you can. That's what this Congress can do. I spoke to two people individually yesterday. Both had a Costa Rican payroll and both said they were finding it challenging. So I was able to bring them together yesterday and say, look, I think you guys might want to have a chat. I don't know where it's led. Well, that's what this Congress is all about. People peer-to-peer sharing, people helping each other, communities. I see you're wearing a yellow badge. Tell me more about that. I know what it's about, but tell our listeners what the yellow badge means. Uh, so that's about networking communication, it, isn't it? It is. It is. It's the yellow dot moment, right? That we weren't supposed to put this on unless we had an idea that came to our head. Yeah. So um, one, I've, I have so many right now. So um, one of them is... I was in a session about deceased wages. Um, that's something that we have to work on when we have deaths, you know, of our employees or team members. And um, it, it can be a challenge. But uh, one of the things, uh, the other supervisor that's here, manager that's here with me, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, this is bigger than just payroll. We need to go talk to all the other departments that are impacted, HR and yeah. benefits. And we need a checklist. You know, we need to not be working in silos when it comes in to work with the family and what are the steps and what do you need? And it, it's, we just, we need to come together and not have those silos. Cross collaboration. I mean, that's one of the things a lot of people are talking about. We're going to raise the profile. We need to work in partnership with those other functions, IT, HR, finance, and, and things like that. And uh, I think that, I think there's a, a collective community spirit about doing that today at this congress at the minute the industry seems to have shifted yeah no 100% and that's what I love like I like sitting down at a table and finding out okay what state are you from right because if you have questions about that state um, what systems do they use their timekeeping systems their payroll systems you know do they outsource their taxes their garnishments their verifications and then finding that connection and go okay what are your pain points you know, what are my pain points or, or how are you doing this or how are you doing that? Because we're not divulging any company secrets, right? It's it's processes. So um, that's, you know, that's what, what it's all about. What's been your highlight so far of the Congress? We're on day three now. So what have you enjoyed most so far? Oh, my gosh. That is, that's a hard question. Um, it's just the people and meeting, meeting new people. You know, as a board member, I really try to go up and... and talk to others that have the red dot right yeah. so their red dot stands for a uh, congress virgin let's be congress honest first time here yeah. <laughs> yes so just talking to them getting to know them getting them connected like i met somebody this morning and first time here but she's been in payroll for years and uh she's like how how do i get those ribbons I'm like let me tell you so you know i'm connecting her with others i'm getting her involved in two other uh committees and that's what it that's what it's about. Hey, first time we've met, right? Mary Holland brought you over. And I know Mary, and Mary knows you. And here we are, chatting away on the, on the, the payorg sofa. So yes. it's exciting. Yes. So yes. last question, I guess. The future of payroll, I think, is bright. There are some people resistant to change. But from your perspective, what do you, what message do you give to perhaps people considering a career in payroll? I'm not sure if it's industry for them, particularly because you chose this as a career, which I love, by the way. That's, that's an empowered decision. What advice do you give to someone else who's on, on the brink of not quite sure what they want to do and they're considering payroll. Well, it's interesting because I've always said I fell into payroll until this year. And one of the speakers I was listening to, I'm like, I didn't fall into it. I I applied. I knowing what that job was, I applied. So I chose. I've been know. championing this for a long time, I, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I And I stayed with it, right? So, um, but I think it's just... <laughs> just trying to, to, to get into it, to... Uh, there's so much more than payroll. Like in my career, I've been in payroll for over 30 years. And the first 12 years, I was in payroll. 
But I left payroll crying because I had an opportunity open up for compliance in the legal department. So I went and worked in the legal department for 10 years as the payroll expert, that compliance person. I built a wage and hour team. I was a director when I left there. Was with that company for 21 years. And I finally left. And people have to, you can't be afraid to leave. You know, if you don't leave, you're not going to grow. And it made it so much easier because I've worked at four different companies now. I'm very happy where I'm at now, but I wouldn't have had all those experiences. Well, those decisions led you to where you are now, and you're very happy, right? As a recruiter, I I get it. I see people move all the time and the opportunities that can bring. Yeah, and that's not bad. No. And I, you know, I I have a daughter-in-law who has really taught me a lot. She's a millennial. I don't like using that word, but, um, you know, she's younger. And she's taught me so much about moving because she moves. She's in the IT industry. And us older individuals, more tenured individuals, we look at if you leave, you're not loyal, right? That's not how it is today. The average tenure in the UK in in a payroll job is 2.7 years. See, and and that makes complete sense, you know, in her career. But I, I I envy the younger generation coming up because they're not afraid. And they're looking for that place to belong. And if they're not happy, they leave. That's awesome. That's wonderful. You know, I think more people need to do that. And they need to find a home that fits for them and the lifestyle and, and the work. And, you know, I think more people need to do that. Well, I'm glad we've connected. I'm glad Mary Holland brought you over to have a chat with me today. So thank you for joining me on the show. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the Congress. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Barbara. Have you ever asked yourself, how can I recruit payroll staff effectively? Please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting and retaining top payroll talent. We also understand just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. JGA Recruitment are a niche payroll recruitment agency who will partner with you to resource payroll candidates who will improve both the accuracy and efficiency of your payroll department. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. Hello and welcome back to day three of the Payroll Org Congress. I'm delighted to have Mark Oliver Fieldler with me, CEO of Payzar. So Mark, tell us about the Congress. How's it going for you today? It's been, it's been a great show for us so far. Um, you know, we, this is, I think, our fourth Congress that we've come to. Um, and uh, I think they get better and better in terms of uh, the organization, uh, the level of um, engagement with people that come out and uh, try to find out what's, what's happening, some of the new trends in uh, in payroll, obviously, there's lots of um, domestic vendors, um, but also I think more and more international, uh, global payroll. I think is becoming a bigger theme, um, sure. and I think that's very exciting to see. So we've been meeting lots of new people um, that are curious about you know what's happening in the global payroll space and uh, our specific model, our open platform model. So it's been a great show so far for us. Fantastic. You mentioned the global payroll space. I know you've got your own podcast as well, so you're well-versed in talking about the challenges that people are facing in the world of global payroll. What do you see as being the biggest challenges that people need to prepare for as we go into go into the future? Well, I think global payroll um, has always been complex, right? The moment you cross borders, you're facing new laws, new legislation. Um, you're going to be dealing with um, different vendors. Uh, you know, If you're going to outsource your payroll, you're going to have to find new vendors that, you know, are probably not going to be the same ones that are serving your home market. So, um, you know, that creates um, that creates challenges in terms of managing um, your processes, managing your data. Um, and uh, so, you know, you have to you have to basically start to strategize. How are you going to how are you going to, um, you know, set yourself up to uh, be able to scale is typically, you know, once you start expanding internationally it's usually not just one country but you add more and more countries and by the time you're probably in country number seven eight ten um that sort of complexity of managing lots of different countries um quickly becomes unwieldy um and so i think at that point that's where companies start to realize we need to you know have a a proper setup and proper setup means you need to establish some some common structures right um and that's just inherent 
to help payroll runs. It's, it's not, it's not going to happen on its own. So you need to put some concerted effort into figuring out what can be standardized, what can be, um, you know, set up centrally and what still needs to be done locally. Um, and so, yeah, we're working with lots of clients that are, you know, maybe right at the cusp of that transition or maybe have already transitioned into a model like that, but are realizing that the existing setup is not, you know, not giving them the, the value that they're looking for. Sure, I see the doors have just opened. You can hear the crowds, and hear the background noises start to sweep in. So what, what, what would be a, a sweet spot client for you? Let's say I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a payroll manager walking into the expo right now. Maybe I've got a US payroll, as you mentioned. I'm about to scale. I'm suddenly just finding myself with, with new global locations I'm going to start to manage. I'm not quite sure where to start. Yeah. Tell me about what the post would be and why, why Payzar might better solve their solution. Yeah, for us, typical clients are clients that have um, you know already internationalized um, ranging anywhere from a few hundred employees across, you know, maybe four or five, six different countries, all the way to tens of thousands of employees in, you know, I think our largest client is in over 85 different countries. Um, so it's, there's a pretty broad range. Um, the challenges are obviously quite different and, and the, the reason someone would, uh, look for a harmonized global payroll solution, um, you know, for, for someone who's just expanding, there's just a need to, you know, sort of put, put manners onto the processes, put structure and order into how they're expanding um, internationally. Uh, for someone who's already very large and maybe has been international for years, for decades, um, typically drivers are, are a bit different. They're looking uh, maybe to drive more uh, efficiency into their organization. They're trying to get more central oversight and control um, in terms of, you know, how they're, um, how they're, Overseeing, you know what's happening in the in the payroll organization. There's a lot of interest now, I think, which is exciting in um, making more, more and better use of data. Sure. So we're seeing that happening. That um, you know, CFOs, finance directors, HR directors are starting to see um, the unique value that payroll data brings to the organization. Um, as we, you know, payrolls always like to say, no one has more accurate, more detailed, more up to date data than payroll and the payroll systems. Um, it's just a challenge to get the data out of the payroll systems and make sense of all that data that, you know, typically we're sitting on in the payroll environment. And that's, again, where, you know, a central harmonized payroll platform uh, like the one that we're building uh, can be of tremendous value to help you basically access that information and make uh, make more use out of the, the you know, payroll data that you're, um, that you're managing in the organization. Sure. For someone who, as a founder of, of Payzar, that you, you're supporting people across multiple, multiple countries. What countries cause the, the biggest challenges for you or the biggest headaches, shall we say? I mean, I think the, the typical ones that people talk about and you know hear about um, the European countries um, tend to have, you know, are, are strive for complexity. Um, you have France is a typical, you know, um, complex payroll, um, Italy, Germany. Um, but... Um, I think while that sort of, you know, um, drives some uh, issues per se in terms of, you know, just staying on top of um, the, um, the local compliance, um, anywhere where you run payroll, you, you have some fundamental complexities and challenges, right? Um, one I would mention is um, how do you get the data out of your um, HR systems? into local payrolls, right? Um, and, and that's the same challenge whether you're talking about a super complex payroll yeah. where the laws and rules and regulations are very complex or when you have a simple payroll. You still need to figure out, how am I going to get all this data that I need to process payroll correctly um, out of my HR data environment, um, my HR you know um, systems landscape into the local payroll um, system and uh, with, with minimal touch, right? Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to end up doing lots of data re-entry and kind of, you know, um, data redundancy that then data ends up being out of sync and so on. So <clears throat> while there are certainly countries that are more complex in terms of, um, you know, staying compliant than others, I think we're dealing with a lot of clients that have just fundamental data challenges, no yeah. matter where they're processing payroll and um, need, um, you know, better tools, better technology in order to help them um, master those challenges. Cool. So I'll bring it back to the uh, to the expo here. We know it's a, a rebrand. We've gone from the APA and uh, GPMI into to payroll org. What's been your particular highlight so far? 
I actually really like the rebranding, to be honest. I mean, our booth is just across from um, Payroll Orc or Payo, um, and I think they've done an amazing job. I think that is actually um, one of the highlights, and kudos to um, to the whole organization leadership team that that has um, you know brought this change about. Um, I know it's not easy um, to you know do such big uh, rebranding and. And, and I think it's fresh. It looks nice. Um, the booth here that they've set up where we're sitting um, uh, looks super professional. I think it's drawn a lot more people um, to this part of the um, to this part of the expo. Um, I think other highlights. I, you know, already mentioned that um, I think we're seeing a lot more international um, interest. You know, uh, and that's great for an vendor like ourselves, being you know a bit selfish here. But I think even people that maybe are currently not running a global payroll yet, um, we've seen a lot of people come by our booth and saying, I'm thinking about it, maybe we're getting ready for it, um, or I'd like to find a role in, in a global payroll organization, tell me a bit more about you know, how that works and um, what your experience is. So I think um, the world is becoming smaller, right? The pandemic has brought all of us closer together in many ways, and um, uh, you know, maybe push us out of our, our normal domestic environments. And uh, I think it's great to see that reflected at a, at a conference like this as well. Yeah, I'd agree. There's definitely been a sea change as people start to embrace Global Pyro, which I think has been fantastic for the industry. You say it's a small industry. I think you get a real feel for that when you're here. A lot of friendly faces, familiar faces, very, very uh, supportive community, very inquisitive community. And uh, yeah, it's been a great expo so far. Mark, thanks for taking a couple of moments to join me on the Pyro podcast today. And uh, listen, I hope you have a, a great finish to the Congress. Perfect. Thanks a lot for having me on, Nick. My pleasure. Thanks, Mark. So I'm super excited. I've got one of the most enthusiastic, passionate, energetic payroll people in this room with me right now, aka the payroll guy <laughs> for those that follow him on LinkedIn, Gerard Hall, CPP. How you doing? How you finding the Congress? I'm good, Nick. I'm having a really great time. How would you? How would you? You know, you got all this passion. How would you sell this Congress to someone that perhaps hasn't been before? I mean, it is very energetic. I mean, if you think about it, of course, in the payroll world, people think we're just a bunch of stuck-up accountants, but we really have a good time, and it's really a safe haven of our people enjoying have a good, having a good time and networking, but of course, getting educated. So, talk about the education piece. Then, what's been the uh, the talk that you've been to that's most inspired you, or what you've taken away most from? So, I love the fact that the IRS and the Department of Labor actually come to this conference and give us all hot off the press information, which lets us know what's coming on, what's coming down the pipeline so that we're prepared better prepared and more equipped to be able to do our jobs nice now obviously we're sat in the, the payroll all sofas here right <laughs> a little bit of a, the expo that gives a little bit of, little bit of comfort the reason they obviously rebranded they brought the apa and the gpmi together into one brand right. obviously that's a bit of a nod to the fact that the domestic u.s payroll a lot of them are going global absolutely where are you where do you see the future and is global part of your remit at the minute and if not do you think it might be in the future? Yeah, oh, most, most definitely. I think this was a great transformation. It gives us a lot more insight to know that we're, like you said, it's, we're not just American. You know, payroll is no longer just an American thing. You know, it's a global thing. And so even if you're not doing global today, you're probably going to do some in probably in the next five years. And so I've, I've talked to a couple of people who have been very... Like, I don't want to do global. It's like, okay, you may not have a job in payroll if you just want to stick to events, you know. So you're closing yourself off. So I'm really excited to see this transformation. You've got a lot of energy, a lot of passion for this profession. How would you, uh, how would you sell a profession to someone? Uh, a lot of stuff going on in the background here. You've got to pick that up. How would you sell this profession to, uh, to someone who perhaps is considering payroll as a career? Yeah, so I'm always, you know, as you say, I'm, a, you know, I'm an evangelist for this. And, you know, again, people think, oh, it's accounting. And even when you go to school, people are just like, you know, I want to be a CPA or, you know, I want to be um, in public accounting. It's like, you know, there's actually a great niche window in payroll where you can have a really solid career and everybody has to get paid. So, I mean, the uh, chance of you not having a job in this arena is pretty slim. So it's really something that I want to bring a lot more attention to and a lot more focus to realize that you can make a so you can really make a great career out of payroll because most people you talk to in payroll they're like I just kind of fell into it and I want that to change I want people to literally go out and want to be a payroll person 100% we've got to own the choice right Absolutely. no need to be shamed about it we only say we fell into something if we're a little bit shameful for it we don't quite fully commit to what we're part of but if we own this profession and say you know what? I'm proud of being payroll we can choose it we can choose it so as you call yourself the payroll guy tell me about that so it just came about you know I started answering questions on social media helping people out and then you know I didn't even think, I'm, I'm just excited to help people because I love payroll. But then it's just like, you know what, I need to kind of create a name 
with it, my name being Gerard, people, people mispronouncing it and not remembering. It's like, I need something that's going to stick to where people are like, okay, I need, I know that guy. So that's where it really came about. And I searched, make sure nobody else was using it. Nobody was. And I was surprised because I'm like, nobody else wants to be that payroll guy. Okay, cool. I'll be it. And so that's really how it came about. And I've, I never thought in this day and age I'd be a brand ambassador for our industry and a well, well-spoken voice for it. But yeah, well, you certainly are a brand ambassador. I, I, lo- I love your posts. I'm someone that follows you on social. We're connected on Absolutely. social, right? So, listen, credit. Thank you for joining me today. It's great to have you and finally yeah. to meet you in person likewise, as well. Likewise, likewise. It is, you are the very first person in the payroll space from an influence perspective I follow. I'm like, wow, there's really a person like selling payroll and you know getting it out there and so it's really i i, I know you're excited but i'm even more excited to know that you're here now well, there's two payroll guys here now right <laughs> well, you've got the moniker <laughs> well let's enjoy the rest of the congress you're right. really Thanks, glad you could join me I cheers appreciate it okay so now i'm joined by nadia camarena who is director of global payroll at netflix how are you finding the congress so far nadia it's amazing what's what's been your highlight so far I think networking with all my colleagues and peers that I haven't seen in a couple of years and just the classes and just getting, you know, refreshed and all my education um, units, just spending time with my team. Yeah, it was a good party last night. I saw you and your team partying well at the uh, the fake party, the costume party. You had a good time? I had a great time. It was a lot of fun. We closed it out. Last one's on the dance floor. Absolutely. I saw it. I witnessed it. I saw it. So listen, tell us, tell us a little bit about your global power. You're at Netflix. It's obviously a big operation, multiple countries, a brand that everyone's familiar with, right? Tell us about the complexities of your payroll at Netflix. I would say my biggest challenges as a global leader would definitely be, you know, just staying up on all the taxes. So currently Netflix today, we're in 30 countries with 62 different legal entities, um, you know, just recent upcoming mergers and acquisitions, just ensuring that we're compliance um, and staying on top of that is one of probably the biggest challenges on a day-to-day. If there's someone at this Congress that's really keen to get into global, perhaps they're doing domestic at the minute, what do you think is the biggest barrier to entry in terms of getting that expertise and, and, and making that crossover? I think it's it's being given the shot. Right? You know, when I, when I started Netflix, I was at their payroll accountant, which is 14 years ago. I've been with Netflix for 14 years and they gave me a shot. The first country I, I launched was Luxembourg, and I didn't know where it was. I looked at the map. It was a little dot in Europe, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I realized it wasn't paid in USD, and it was paid in a different currency, and then just kind of hit the road. And, you know, with the support of all the, you know, the APA and all the information and all the networking, I was successful. And then the next country came up, and, you know, there's a lot of lessons learned within that journey, but definitely was well worth it and today i can say you know i was pretty hands-on on the first 16 implementations and then the last probably 15 not so much but i can say now is it's you just got to be able to trust and give the give the person a shot because it is it is a tough crossover it is a tough crossover you'll see you're dealing with a lot of countries a lot of complexity right so we know there's a lot of burnout in the payroll industry as well a lot of payroll managers particularly at your level being pushed very hard to keep everything compliant a lot of employees what advice would you give to someone who perhaps feels like they're struggling with burnout? How do you manage your time? How can you help those that maybe are listening to this and going, how does she do it? Burnout is a real thing. You know, I think especially during year end, you know, you come out and you feel really deflated. But there's just going to be sometimes that there you can't take time off. But you really need to manage that time off. It is so important for your mental health to take time off and to be disconnected. So talk to your manager, talk to your boss and be like, I really need some time off just to decompress. But I think it's having the conversation and letting your manager, you know, whoever your leader know that where you are. You've got a super team as well. I know that because I met them yesterday at the party. Yes. And that's obviously got to be part of it. So you're not just managing multiple countries and complex power. You're managing a team as well. Tell us a little bit about what that involves. Um, working on <laughs> different time zones, uh, definitely long, long days. Today, I have a team of 23 globally. Um, so it definitely is trying to, I remember when I first got into global payroll, I was working, starting early every day and working late every day. And now I only do it maybe once or twice a week. So it's really managing that schedule and saying, okay, these are the days I'm going to be available this time and just setting those boundaries because it's so important. For someone that's new to managing global teams and remote teams in particular, what advice do you give to those that really want to trust and inspire those teams to perform? You know, trust is build the trust. That's the foundation of your team. Um, If you have that trust within your team, your team will have your back. 
So in terms of global payroll, you're obviously very passionate about it. I can see it. For those that are not doing a visual podcast right now, it's just an audio, but you've got a real good energy and you're smiling and you're passionate about it. How would you sell the career to somebody else? I think it's such a rewarding career. It's never a dull moment. If you like change and you like to learn new things in global payroll, you're learning new things every single day, whether it's, uh, you know, about 401k or benefits or their leave of absence. To me, it's an area where it's always something new, never the same thing. I never walk in and do the same thing every day. It's different. Now, we actually met in Long Island, 2019. So I know that you come to a few of these congresses. What is it that you really get out of the Congress? What, keep, what get, keeps you coming back? I think for me, really, is, is obviously the education piece of it and just the refresher. But for me, the networking is one of the most important things. I've met such amazing colleagues here that I can touch with and I can reach out to even global leaders in other industries. So if I'm stuck or have a question or launching a new country, I know who to reach out to and they're a friend or a colleague. And the same thing, you know, they're they're going into a country that I'm in. I'm more than happy to talk to them. But to me, the networking aspect is critical to be successful in a global role. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. From your perspective, is there a particular country that stands out as being a particular challenge for you? I would say Latin America countries, specifically Brazil, is one of one of our harder countries. In APAC, I would say it would be India, would be one of our, our hardest countries. I can hear the tannoy going over the back, spare me for a second. So we're sat on a payroll org sofas right now. They've had a rebrand. The APA and the GPMI have come together. What are your thoughts on the rebrand? I think that's great. I think it was probably, you know, if I'm looking from a, ma- you know, a management backend perspective, there's probably teams managing both. And now we can pull it together, which I think is fabulous. And last question, I'll let you go. What's been your highlight of the Congress so far? The highlight of my Congress so far definitely has really been the networking, right? Meeting people like you. Partying. Partying. (laughs) There's been a lot of partying like every day. But um, I think another highlight, not even just from the Congress, is just being here. And tonight I get to go see my Lakers. I'm pretty excited. It's game two, right? Game two? Game two tonight. Lakers fan, fantastic. Ladia, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been great to meet you. Thanks. So now I'm joined by Fidelma, who is CEO of Payslip. Now she's about to catch a flight, so we are limited on time. So I'm going to ask you one big question. The biggest question of all, what is the biggest challenge right now in the world of global payroll? Well, payroll traditionally looked after the employees. And now the workforce is more extended and includes contractors who were always the cousins that weren't invited to the wedding. It includes employees of record who um, are kind of new in that framework over the last few years. Uh, it includes contractors and temps and any of those people can all be digital nomads. So the payroll function has a broader scope, um, has more complexity in it. And there's a lot more data that needs to be collated, tracked, organized, and included for computations and reporting purposes. So if you're a payroll person running payroll in one country, there is a much bigger task in how you organize and deliver your payroll service internally. Um, if you are managing payroll across countries, as all of our payslip clients are, you have that, um, you have that task to do uh, multiplied by the number of countries. And so fundamentally for global payroll management, it's really more important than ever to find a way to harmonize and standardize how you run your payroll across the whole world and do that in a very integrated and intelligent way. Super. Now, I know this Congress is all about upskilling and education and there's some really good talks going on. I know you've had a couple of talks yourself. What was your talk about, Fidelma? Uh, global mobility, but we made it more about globally mobile. I also know that you're someone that actually upskilled yourself initially by joining some of the chapters and getting up to speed with the global payroll. So you've been fully immersed in the what is now known as payroll or way as it was before. What would be constitute a typical client for you here at the Congress? And if someone was coming to you, maybe they're doing a domestic payroll, they're thinking about going into global, they come to your stand, they want to know more about Payslip. What would be a target client and, and what kind of solution could you provide them? Yeah, so our normal clients are mid-market to large enterprise. So they usually have already got more than a thousand people across multiple countries. We always say over five countries, but usually by the time they're coming into us, they have over 12. And what they're trying to do is look at the process end to end and really bring it digital. So they've usually gone into the cloud with their HR ops. So they might have automated HR ops with Workday, for example. And now they're looking at global payroll and they really want to give it a first citizen treatment and give their global payroll people really good tooling so that they can also uh, work intelligently and provide strategic value to the organization. 
Nice. And your solution is a little bit unique, isn't it? Because you can work with other platforms. You mentioned Workday then. Yeah. And actually yours is like another layer that kind of, if I understand it, brings it all together. So you've got a kind of a single source. Just for those that are working with different systems, they've got a global payroll. Maybe they're trying to bring them all together and it's a little bit disparate at the moment. Yeah. What would, you know, how did that work? Yeah, so Payslip is a global payroll control platform and an automated integration as a service. So what it means is that we bring together the entire global payroll ecosystem of a customer, their internal tech stack, their external payroll provider services, also their external employer record services, extern- external uh, benefit providers. We bring all of those providers, service, uh, service providers um, data together into one platform and we automate the workflow, the communications, the reminders and all of the validations that we have to do. So we are unique in the market. Um, Gartner did recognize the need for smart technology to automate global payroll operations back in 2019 when they set up a new category. It's called Global Payroll Integration and Compliance. Uh, we're the only one in it, so we're, we're leading it. Nice. Um, so uh, it really indicates that even though there are very established service providers in the market, um, uh, the way the world has developed, not just with the extended workforce, um, but even Gartner and Nelson Hall will confirm that it's more normal for multinational companies to have multiple service providers across different countries. And so we sit back and we say, Global Apparel is a process that starts at HR and ends in finance. You'll need your service providers in the middle, just like ADP, Streamline, or any of the accountancy firms. Uh, but what you need is a really useful way to automate all of those processes before, during, and after in a way that gives you independent control and visibility. Essentially, it's a way of keeping a very complex subject in Global Payroll make it much more simple yeah I'll, I'll work on my 25 words or less explanation <laughs> well listen i know you've got to catch a fly so thanks for joining my last question while i've got you what's been your highlight of the congress so far oh uh besides the party with you nick of course you had a great time last night uh really meeting the clients in the market it's seeing post-covid last year even people were still a bit nervous about coming back to conferences and i always enjoy the uh, apa congress every year so delighted that they've gone to payroll.org and Congratulations to the whole team on that rebrand. Um, so we've really enjoyed the relaunch of uh, APA Congress as Payroll.org. And within that meeting, all of the companies that are back here, they're back to 2019 numbers. So I think the Payroll.org team have done a great job and we really enjoyed meeting them here this year in Denver. Super. And for those interested in Payslip, I will put a link in the show notes to have a look through. For Denver, good. I know you want to catch a flight. Thank you for joining me yeah, on the Payroll Podcast. Talk to you. Yeah, yes. Thank you so much for tuning into the Payroll Podcast with Nick Day of JGA Recruitment. If you need help with a current payroll vacancy, then please get in touch with Nick and his team. All contact details can be found in the episode notes. In the meantime, to make sure you never miss a future episode, please subscribe to the show through any of your favorite podcast channels. Till next time.